0: Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast, made by Kiwi riders for Kiwi riders. On a uh, overcast Saturday morning, my name's Ray here, and joining me this episode, we've got Matthew Day Gillett. Hey, man, how's it going? It's going good, and we've got a whole lot of other characters who we'll catch up with later in the episode.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm standing here with my helmet on. Um, Matt's smashing back uh, a breakfast, breakfast pie, <laughs> breakfast of champions, and we are in, well, the Martinborough Square. We're in delightful Martinborough, in the heart of Upper, uh, and we're here for the GS rally. So, so far, uh, I arrived here at 10 o'clock yesterday, helped uh, get sign-on done. Matt, you jumped on the
2: bike at Sparrow's Fart yesterday and rode to Rota Vegas? Yep, so I rode to Vegas, met up with uh, Ben Wilkins, KR's editor, and his mate Doug. And then we rode from Vegas all the way down here via, oh, I don't even, can't even remember the route, but um, I remember why you was bloody cold. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Um,
0: so we'll talk a bit about you guys getting down here. Um, you know, as the the day goes on. But, I mean, the main thing, the main reason we're down here is is for the GS Rally, 330-odd kilometres of tarmac and gravel. Uh, I'm going new school with a GPS, and you're going old school with a route sheet. And that thing looks like a tank.
2: Oh, yeah, it's um, borrowed it off uh, KR's publisher, Veggie, because um, my iPhone that I use for navigating uh, decided to cark it on the way down. The... uh, in brackets, Trusty iPhone eight um, brown screen of death, so that's a brick now. And yes, yeah, so I've gone uh, old school with the root sheet, and I actually really like this. I tried this last year for the first time, and it's really really fun and engaging. You're not just sitting there going, oh, "I go this way, this way, this way." It's it's yeah, it's really involved, but it's not hard. It's yeah, very very simple. For those who haven't seen or done this before, it's a box. It's
0: it's it's not unlike a Sistema lunchbox, but smaller. <laughs> uh, and you get three A4 bits of paper, which you then need to cut into ribbons. They've got all the instructions on them. You've got to piece them together in the right order. Bit of tape, you stick them all together, roll them up, and then put them inside the box on the little rollers. And I'm assuming you start at number one, and as you make your way through the route,
2: you just roll on to the next instruction. Yeah, so the way it works is, um, as you said, you just roll on through the instructions, um, and... At each instruction, it gives you a kilometre reading. So instruction one, we're starting at the Mandra Footy Club. Zero kilometres, we roll on through. So five k's on, well, half a kilometre on, we turn right um, onto uh, parua Road. Uh, then at 2.9 kilometres on the odometer, we turn left. Um, and then at certain points, it will tell you to zero your odometer, which uh, keeps everything from going a bit too out of whack. See,
0: that's all very well and interesting, but isn't it just easier having a device that says turn left? Recalculating, recalculating.
2: Well, as I found out uh, on the way down here, it's um, a lot more reliable than having a device. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I've got a brand-new iPhone 11, which, um, thanks to the vibrations of uh, Rosie the Rally's single-cylinder engines having camera issues, um, because for being uh, mounted to a quad lot without the new vibration dampener, which I've got on the way, um, so I'll be able to use the new school again soon, but at the moment I'm too jacking to put my iPhone on my uh, bike again. So um, I'm going the old school this time, and... Um, I don't know, maybe at the end of the day we'll say we'll see who had a more involved ride, more engaging ride. For sure. Let's talk about the bikes for a second. Rosie the Rally,
0: she's finally seeing an outing. Of course, you went on the uh, GS Rally last year, uh,
2: Mangawai, but you didn't get to ride Rosie. No, last year I rode up there on Rosie and I rode um, a very familiar looking uh, red and grey GS which happens to be sitting next to us funny that, isn't it? So Rosie the Rally is getting put up against the
0: G310GS so I'm finally getting to ride one I rode the R and now I'm riding
2: the GS. I think we need a name for this we can't just keep going G310GS I think we need to come up with a name before the end of the day for this little bike um, but yeah, I don't have anything in mind right now, it's red, it's a redhead so I think it needs a redhead name um, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go over the specs so That's got about 35 horsepower at the engine from its 310cc, well, 313cc single cylinder. I have about 24. Um, And you've also got Mitus E09 knobby tyres. I have Avon Trail Riders, which are not as gravel-oriented as the Mitus's, so um, it's going to be a fun ride. Let's quickly talk luggage. I've got the um,
0: Ventura Evo uh, pack rack on the back of this bike uh, with the small Evo bag, which uh, I've got the big one on the mt 7 it. The small one's actually really nice. Uh, being so small, it's, um, it's not cumbersome. There's heaps of room in there for, uh, I've got a waterproof liner, I've got about 30 GoPros, I've got um, a one square meal and some water. That's pretty much all you
2: really need, isn't it? Pretty much. Um, I'm just going even more basic. I've got a waterproof bag that I've to the back of Rosie, and I've got a uh, water bladder on my back, and that's, that's it for me. Um, and yeah, it's you just got to remember with these rides um, to take the water and something to eat because you will get fatigued, particularly riding gravel roads you haven't done before. So it's always good to stop and hydrate, get a bit of sugar into you, and. Uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy it. So I don't think you and I are planning to race around. Well, we might do a bit of racing each other <laughs> with our little uh, tiny bikes of mighty power. Um, but no, I think the plan for today is just enjoy the route because it's exploring a part of the country. I haven't really had the chance to play around in much. Have you? I've done a little bit of stuff here. I mean, being so close to home, we're only about
0: 53 kilometres from my house right now. Um, So this is kind of the area where most Wellingtonians come to, to ride for fun. But then when I say that, most Wellingtonians, they ride road bikes. We're not talking... I'm not saying most Wellingtonians ride, don't ride adventure bikes, but a lot of Wellingtonians who come to Martinborough are riding road bikes and so they're doing the Rimutaka Hill Road and they're coming here having a coffee and going home again. So it's not often that you get to
2: do the back blocks and the gravel roads and that sort of thing which I'm really looking forward to. Mm, same here. I've done I've been out to Castle Point before, but it was in a car. So um, I'm looking forward to that stretch of road on the bike and it should be a good bit of fun, particularly ringing the neck of the little 250. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we I think it's probably nearly time for us to head off and uh, go get to the morning briefing and get ready to go. Yeah, I think it's
0: coming up seven thirty. Let's get into it. We'll come back to you very shortly.
2: It's gone eight oh three. We're at the Martinborough
0: Rugby Club rooms. Uh, a few spits of precipitation, but nothing too
2: serious. Um those clouds are looking quite ominous, Matt. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe I should put my liner back in my trousers, but. Um, I'll tough it out, we'll see how we go Can always stop on the side of the road and get changed real quick <laughs> I think that might be the might be the, the
0: order of the day um, Catching up with Simon, who's a long time podcast listener And um, just one of the people we're going to be catching up with throughout the day Because I've found out so far that, that, that
1: everyone here is just up for a good yarn Simon, g'day G'day Ray, Yeah, nice to see you guys and nice to see you in, in the flesh I recognise your voice at registration, I thought That's Ray <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Ray, Ray doesn't shut up <laughs> um, what are you riding? i got a 1200 GS, uh, the last of the 1200s. So it's the uh, 2018 rally version. Um, so end of line, which I like because they've sorted out all the bugs over the last 20 years or so. Um, but I love it. Yeah. have been riding GSs for since 95. Um, I had had a couple over in Australia and uh, did quite a few miles over there and they're a great bike over there. And I uh, moved over here with my young family about 10 years ago. And... Um, yeah, I had an Africa Twin for a couple of years, but I was always hankering for a GS. Oh, nice. So I saw this one in uh, in a shop and thought, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> it's being been in the line that's got the TFT screen and all the useful um, electronics. No, it doesn't have the TFT s- oh. screen. It's got all the electronics, um, same as the 1250, but it doesn't have TFT screen, ah. which is actually what I like. I like oh, dials. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a bit old school. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. I found it. Found it um, I managed to ride an um, old 1200. Well, and now old 1200 with the dials and the TFT, and I found it the other way around. I couldn't. I found it quite hard to navigate all the electronics with the uh, dials and the old um, LCD screens and
1: that. So it's not not too bad once you own it. No, it's fine. I mean, I think the um, all the di- all the controls are very intuitive on the GS, um, so you work that out pretty quickly. And I also run the the Navs the Nav Five unit as oh, well, yep. the Garmin, and I use that for data. You know, so you can use that. You can get a big digital speed. You know, everything you need to know: um, temperatures, prep tire pressures, all that stuff, right Fantastic. there. Yeah. So that integrates well. Nice. So that makes it easy to see. Because I think a lot of the complaint about the um, the old dials was they're hard to read you know how fast am I going so the big digital speedo is a good thing. Oh nice yeah Yeah. oh where is your bike let's go have a look at it. (laughs) It's just out the front
0: (laughs) So here is the bike in all its beauty and glory the R1200GS I like the frame colour I like the blue in there
1: yeah, well, that's the uh, classic uh, Cordoba blue that BMW do, BMW blue. Um, and that's one of the reasons I got the bike. I, I like the color scheme, I've got to say. Yeah. With um, the rally colors, yeah. Um, yeah, and the single seat works well. Um, yeah. It looks like you've never taken it off road. <laughs> I have I have it's just been cleaned a few times it's uh, yeah it's certainly done plenty of gravel Um, it's been out the current mantle it's been around East Cape through logging roads over the Motu Um, yeah quite a bit I mean look at look at how shiny this pipe is Matt
0: does this this look like a bike that's ever been off road you must get the the toothbrush in there
2: it looks like it isn't it my bike never gets this clean and my bike, I don't ride it much. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. No, it is a lovely example of the
0: BMW R1200GS, and i um, looking forward to getting out on the trails and, um, and, and, and seeing this thing fly past me. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, Ray, but, uh, yeah, it should be a great day. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I mentioned earlier that one of the characters that was going to be joining us on the ride in the podcast here today at the GS Rally was one Ben Wilkins, editor of Kiwi Rider magazine. Hello. Hey, how
3: you doing? Fantastic. You are here on the Red Baron? I am. The um, the bike that everyone says, I rode that once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yep, 1991, still going strong. Just had a bit of a birthday with a cam chain and a bit of love. It's not had a lot of love in its life, but uh, still going strong. Hit, uh, hit the road from Roto-Vegas, road what, 10 o'clock yesterday? Uh, about half past nine, and we rolled in at about five o'clock after a bit of a uh, gravel road detour. Um, bit of a ticky tour down. It was a, yeah, a good day, actually. And uh, how
0: how's the, how's the Red Baron performing, and the modifications and the uh, the love you've given it? Are they uh,
3: meeting your expectations? Yep, it now goes in a straight line, and it goes. <laughs> that, uh, you, you can't expect too much from uh, from the Red Baron, but uh, it always delivers. Hey, from a road trip perspective, what uh, what kind of luggage so, luggage solutions are you running? Oh, on the way down, um, I was running with with the original BMW panniers and uh, a little OGO tank bag that uh, just keeps my riding essentials in, and uh, I've, got, I've got a couple of front bags on the. Uh, Uh, On the front frame uh, behind the front indicators, which um, Veggie, uh, Kiwi Riders publisher, had made years ago, and I've got uh, a spare 21 inch tube and a spare. rear tube and some uh, tyre levers and bits and pieces so for this actual ride now it's just ride essentials plus a toolkit and tubes so people uh, that may not have been to a ride like this before are looking to get into adventure riding how kind of essential is is tools and tubes and that sort of stuff uh, it depends if you're riding with other people and everyone knows that somebody's got something uh, like most bikes have got um uh, tubeless tyres now, um, so really uh, tubes are, are a real last ditch. If you can't get your um, tyre plugs for your tubeless plugs to work, then um, go out with some people who have uh, got some experience, and then if you have problems, then they're there to help.
0: Brilliant. Well, we've had the rider briefing, and a lot of the riders are out on the on the road now. So should we uh, should we gear up and get ready to go? I guess. Yeah, I reckon it uh, should be a good day. Catching up with Michael Bickhouse from BMW Motorrad New Zealand. Great to see so many Beamers in one place, eh?
4: Yeah, no, I I have to say I'm absolutely blown away with the turnout this year. Like, um, I think last year we had about 75 bikes, and I think we're somewhere near 150 turnout this time, according to um, Pete McPhee, so um, yeah, it's really good to see people out. you know, getting involved, and um, particularly in these times, I think people just want to get out and enjoy life, and uh, you know, what better part of the world to do it, and then New Zealand and Martinborough, if it's
0: ideal. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so many different, like a massive cross-section of BMWs as well. We've got the 310s, we've got the, the R1250s, but then we've got old
4: ones and new ones as well. Yeah, no, and that's the um, the other thing that's really impressive, is that, you know, you, you see some of these bikes, some of, you know, are 30, 40 years old, and it just shows you... That they just keep going and going you know we've got guys out here tackling this big gravel event on these um, these old machines and they're, they're fully capable even today you know they can mix it up there with these modern bikes no problem at all so yeah for sure well thanks very much to you guys
0: BMW for uh, for basically putting this event on and making it happen because uh, I th- I, it's
4: shaping up to be a brilliant day Yeah, no, uh, the weather's looking a little bit uh, sketchy, but I'm sort of, fingers crossed there won't be any rain. It's looking like it could clear up later. But, yeah, I also need to say a huge thank to all the Kiwi rider team who really have been the ones who have um, done the hard work and and put this thing together. So, yeah, just huge thanks to... uh, Pete McPhee and the entire team at KR for sure. Himself, right? Brilliant,
0: thank you and cheers to Motomart for coming along as well all the way over the room tuckers from tuckers um, from Lower Hutt, um, Ian Shiner's here with a, a cross section of the BMWs available. Ian, you
3: going for a ride? Uh, not today, no, I've got a few uh, <laughs> work issues to, get, to deal with but um, you know, it looks like a good turnout and um, I'm sure the guys are going to have a great time. You guys were uh,
0: giving uh, demo rides yesterday. Uh, Do you have many people take up the offer? Yes, we did actually.
3: Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, quite a few people that uh, you know really quite seriously interested in, in an upgrade and um, you know wanting to take it further. So yeah, it was uh, yeah very good news from our point of view. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a great bike and um, you know uh, yeah very very so positive.
0: What did you bring over the hill? You got the R1250. You got the. F750, F850 and the Wii 310. That's right, yeah, the F850
3: GSA um, and, um, yeah, that, that, um, that's probably one of the, the most popular ones to, to be honest. Um, I guess uh, we've got a pretty uh, hardcore, uh, you know, adventure bike kind of crowd here, so um, you know, that's that's probably uh, one of BMW's leading light in that field, so um, yeah, it was... Um, they one of the ones that uh, got a lot, got a lot of use
0: yesterday. Awesome. Well, Ian and the team from Mart, thanks very much for coming over the hill, and um, we look forward to. Well, we're not going to see you out on the trail. That's sad.
5: No, we will see you this evening for the for the, uh, for, the, the
3: for the dinner. So um, yeah, yeah, have a good have a good ride yourself, right? <laughs> thanks, mate.
0: <laughs> well, we are 40 kilometres into the GS rally. Uh, I am riding the, as you well know, the G310 GS, and. Matt just loves to load up the rear.
2: Matt's on uh, Rosie the Rally, 40k's in. What are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, my tyres are definitely um, maybe a little bit on the roadside for this gravel we're encountering at the moment. But I'm loving every minute of it. This scenery is stunning. So we did, um, did, what did we do? Must have been about 20k's of... What, what could only be dis- described as the Stelvio Pass yeah that road man getting out here I have no idea what it's called so it must be a well kept secret because it wasn't actually labelled on the route sheet uh, but man that was a beautiful it was like being in the Bavarian Alps or something uh, nice and twisty switchbacks and hair pins and all sorts yeah absolutely man and um yeah definitely like it's a short route, short ride today of 300 and change k's but um well that's compared to yesterday anywhere it did nearly 600 but um yeah like it's honestly it's i'd do this again do the whole loop again at the end but we'll see what we're like at the end of the day
0: uh the weather was looking a bit dicey when we were back where we were and it was it was cool it wasn't cold but man I'm I'm sweating and my glasses are fogging up now it's definitely warm and uh, I'm having I'm having a blast I'm actually a lot warmer now than I thought I'd be and we're in this little valley uh a few sheep nice lush green grass and um a couple
2: of bikes just sitting there. a couple of
0: bikes just sitting here yeah
2: I mean, you wouldn't wouldn't get to do
0: this in many other countries in the world, would you, really?
2: No, not really. Uh, Aussie's the only other one, but it's not as beautiful, I think. And gravel roads that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to have to trade that MT-07 in very soon, Ray. Get a G310GS, maybe. (laughs) Or
0: a... Tenere 700, you know, whatever spins your wheels at the time. All right, let's get back on the bikes and we'll come back at, with, with more. Actually, can you even read that sign? Napuhi. Napuhi, that's where we are. If you know where Napuhi is, that's where we are right now. Okay, we are, I'm going to guess, about 90 Ks in. 90 Ks in. 90 kilometers. And we've all regrouped. Go, go. Joe Buckner. G'day Ben, how you going? Yeah, pretty
3: good. It's beautiful day out here today on the ride. 90k's in. How are you How are you fearing Oh, awesome. Trouble is, we've we've only got 230 to go. Oh, I know. Oh, it's almost over. <sighs> might do the two loops. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Remember, the bar is open at 4:30. Good point. We'll go and have a chat with Doug on the Africa Twin. Now we caught up with Doug uh, a little while ago when you picked the bike up in Wellington. You woke up this morning a little bit poorly. You right, mate? Yeah, a bit of a migraine. Slightly
6: hungover, I'd say. <laughs> how's, how's your riding? Um, loving the Africa Twin. Yeah, yeah. I've um, done about 2,000 k's on it now. And um, yeah, really enjoying the gravel. And we've done about 90 k's here this morning. Thoughts so far? Um, scenery's amazing. And nice and twisty, so it's been fun.
0: Is it? Is it? Is it matching what you expected? Did you? Is it? You know? Is it? Is it more? Is it less? I uh, had no expectations, just hopes, and
6: it's um, pretty much everything I wanted. So, been really happy with it.
3: Nice, yeah, nice. That's that new BMW Africa Twin. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's
2: talk about the BMW CRF Rally. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm overtaking people. I don't, didn't really expect to be doing that. Overtaking big 12, 1200s and 800s, no, it's going well. Yeah, my, my tyres could be a little bit knobblier, I think, as some of this uh, gravel's quite deep. I've uh, only had a couple of hairy moments where I've gone, oh, oh, there goes the front. Um, but no, I've been drifting corners and all sorts. It's been great fun. Yeah, I found out that um, that whipping the back like a horse doesn't make you go any faster. No it doesn't, no you need traction which I'm surprised I've got more than you somehow but I suppose you've just got more power and you're spinning the rear wheel when you're trying to catch me uh, Maybe, right let's get let's get going
0: again It's one thirty, and we find ourselves in the peaceful and idyllic seaside location known as Castle Point, last time I saw photos of this um, it was the GS Trophy Bikes uh, doing a few challenges down on the sand and um uh, what must be about eight months later, we find ourselves post-COVID at the beautiful Castle Point. Matt, how long has it been since you've been here? Uh, I about four years, four and a half years, yeah. It's nice to be back. My first time ever coming here was about uh, uh, 18 months ago with some um, Suzuki's, but um, beautiful ride out here to be here today. We are sitting at, uh, how many k's did we work out we've done? Probably about 180 odd? 100 and, oh geez, I, would, I wouldn't even have a clue mate. Do you reckon we're closing in on 200? I think we're probably getting close to about 200. We're doing something, it's good fun. We're, we're halfway if not past halfway. Yeah, I'm just looking at this beach and looks really prime uh, for a swim. Apart from the brick right out in front of us. So. Got a few surfers out in the sea as well. Parking the Beamers up for some photos. Good day. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> oh and we've stopped for gas too. How many cases you do to your tank? Oh, you don't know do you? I don't have a clue yet. Right. <laughs> of, because of my uh, high tech uh, route sheet, I have to keep zeroing my Odo. Of course Rosie the Rally with the smallest tank, smallest engine. Uh, first one needing to stop for a splash and dash. Followed closely by the BMW. It reckoned I had just less than half the tank but when we put uh, the gas in... 14 litre tank took uh, 8 litres Oh yeah, that's close to half yeah. Very close to reserve,
7: I put in 8, just shy of 8 litres 7.89 litres um, and um, I'm pretty sure reserve clicks in when I've got 2 litres left So um, yeah, we're getting there and I think reserve will probably get 40k out of, so yeah, glad we managed to fuel up that, that very interesting fuel stop.
0: A bit of an update as far as the Pioneer, the uh, LS Two Pioneer Evo helmet I'm wearing at the moment. Thanks very much to uh, Whites and Bits for Bikes, um, as a as a evolution of the Pioneer helmet which I've used for uh, five years or so. It's really really comfortable. I'm I'm quite stoked about the uh, the layer of material in the padding that goes next to your face. It's real comfortable. Uh, the tinted visor is excellent the um, now I've got a uh, Anti-fog insert uh, in there and it hasn't fogged up once um, Which has been brilliant great ventilation through the helmet and the Sena 50r and 50s um, Have been a uh, mixed bag mixed bag. I mean the uh, the introduction of the mesh system was, uh, was, was touted to uh, get rid of the faffing around when you stop and connecting and disconnecting and reconnecting to your riding mates. Um, Matt, we've both got a centre, I've got the 50R, you've got the 50S and a little bit of faffing around involved. Yeah, there are
7: there's a lot of technical things you need to do apart from the fact that you've got to remember what, like you've got the magic buttons where you push it three times, twist it round and backwards again and it does something Um, but yeah, it's been a lot easier for us to just straight up link up via Bluetooth and where we go,
0: and the one problem with the Bluetooth is, I don't think it's got the same range as the mesh. No, if you're in the lead and I'm following, uh, and you go round a corner with a big bank, yeah. you know, like this, there's a bit of dirt or a bunch of trees between us. There is a little bit of cutout. Um, it, it does come back pretty quickly, and it's it's um, to its credit. If you use the mobile app, it's really easy to set up. Yeah. But uh, I just get the mesh to work quite how we want it to. Yes. Uh, maybe
7: we've got to disconnect the Bluetooth and. Um, just go mesh only, but um, hey, we've got it working, and it's been uh, actually quite fun having a yarn as we're going along and making fun of everyone else on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the amount of uh, conversations we've had about different things—it's been quite interesting. I kind of, I kind of wish we'd been able, to, been able to record these conversations, but uh, yeah, yeah, that is a, a bit of a
7: downside—you can't sort of record while on it. It's almost like. Um, that built in, you can't record a phone call off your uh, iPhone using the uh, record, memo record app um, so
0: maybe it's a privacy thing if people don't want um, this built in uh, It's been really good um, having the Pioneer Evo helmet with the inserts for the speakers um, I, I find that the centre is really clear, it's right where it needs to be, heaps of volume more than enough volume um, so that, in that respect it's brilliant um, and as I said, using it with using the center with the app, it makes life really easy. But far too many button combinations for me to remember what to do without the app. It's a God with the centers. Um you just click it on, um, and yeah, it
7: just tells you what to do. You just have to. If it's not showing up, I've worked out uh, the trick is it will automatically connect to your phone through memory, but won't necessarily say it's actually connected via Bluetooth. Uh, so if it's not working on the app, uh, first thing is to check us, is your phone and your center
0: connected on your Bluetooth screen, and if not, that's where your problem is. Now we've been talking solidly uh, on the system since about 10 o'clock this morning, and my battery is about 65%. Um, Matt, I'm picking yours is roughly about there. Uh, mine was at 50% when
7: I uh, had a look earlier in the day. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting um, thing, I don't know how accurate it is, because it said we had 75% when I charged up this morning, um, when we first started using them. this. So, um, yeah, not too sure on the accuracy of the sensor app on telling how much battery we've got left. Says about twelve hours or something at all time left though. So, mm. I, I'm more than enough. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> right, well uh, the uh, the beautiful location that we that, that we said was uh, Castle Point. Um, ben, anything to add? Any pearls of wisdom? No. <laughs> Brilliant. You're a man of many words. Thanks. Uh, we'll get back on the road. and We'll talk to you again soon. Well, there you go. That's uh, 329.1 kilometres, according to the GPS. We are back at the Martinborough Rugby Club Rooms. Uh, we've got a stack of BMWs all lined up, and uh, we're standing in the, uh, the, the the Great Unwashed as far as other motorcycles. Um, <laughs> we're, we're surrounded by KTMs and Hondas.
2: Uh, Matt, thoughts? Yep. I definitely feel like the Great Unwashed after that. That was brilliant. I love that ride. Um, the, motor, the little rally, she's the great unwashed um, in the true sense it's quite filthy it was a brilliant day Doug did you get over your um, your, your, your your migraine slash hangover uh,
6: no we dropped it down to about of a 4 out of 10 instead of a, an 8 so we're pretty good hair of the dog uh, yeah I think so <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, first decent
6: big 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 ride yeah. on the Africa Twin yeah first big gravel day um, loved it uh,
0: it's got lots of power and it's fun to ride so um, if you yeah. can do 300 ks on a bike, park it up and still want to ride it You know it's a good bike yeah.
2: are, you, are you in that boat? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely Another lap <laughs> Let's go <laughs> Rosie is in that boat? Um, (laughs) if I can go skin one of those sheep we passed (laughs) then maybe (laughs) nice one well that's
0: uh, that's the GS rally we'll uh, do a debrief we'll have a beer and and, and catch our breath we've literally just got off the bikes and I'll be back in a moment with uh, a full wrap up Catch you up with Stephen Oatley. Uh, now Stephen we caught up with you during the High Beam series and heard about your bike and your adventures uh, on well your adventures around the country and, and, and I think you went overseas at some point didn't you?
5: Yeah um, I've done some riding in Australia and mainly South Australia but also in India Rajasthan probably the most amazing motorcycle experience I've been fortunate to have. Remind us what you're riding? Uh, I ride a F800 GSA. Very capable bike for events like today. So, Ray, it's been a really good uh, event today. Hasn't it? Kudos to uh, Kiwi Rider and uh, BMW Motorrad. What a great turnout. The fact that everybody enjoyed themselves, had a moderate degree of challenge fantastic event. So um, not only we thank uh, Kiwi Rider and your, your team, but also a uh, huge shout out for uh, Bill Biber, whose route this is. He, and he conceived it along with uh, help from his wife Iona Gibbs in putting the route sheets together. So kudos to them. Exactly. Now let's talk about the
0: the, the route, the ride. Three hundred and twenty nine point one Ks is what I was told uh, by my GPS. Um, where, where in the pack were
5: you? Did you get away early? Uh, yeah, half past nine I left, and uh, I ended up riding solo a good deal of the time because I was the crash test dummy who's already ridden the route, and uh, I was quite content. I just wanted to stay upright, really, and. Uh, talk to people along the way. Quite happy riding my own ride, really. So uh, I got back to the Gladstone and had a uh, soothing beverage before coming back here. Ah, see, so where'd you stop for lunch? The Gladstone? Uh, no, I uh, I had coffee in Tanui. There's a little uh, cafe there, and I supported that. And the, uh, the the the
0: the establishment right on the corner?
5: No, not the pub. No, no disrespect to the pub, but. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you'll probably want to edit this hour, but I wasn't wasn't fully aware that lunch wasn't included much there's been previous events over here where tanui school has done the catering and they do a good job Right, but hey the catering here has been fantastic mm. last evening was really good yeah the steak burger would you so we hit yeah superb mm. Yeah, the dynamic here is wonderful, isn't it, really? This uh, whole motorcycle sport, really. It very lucky. It's it's a, it's a hub of
0: activity, uh, Martinborough, isn't it? Mm. Um, I don't come over here often enough, but just riding down the road on the way back into the rugby grounds here, uh, you've got what I know as a croc bike, you know, down on the Wellington waterfront, you've got the four-seater push bike kind
5: of things. Ooh, that's right, yeah. And they yeah. go from winery to winery. Good idea. Yeah, look, it's a great... Uh, Locality over here. Indeed, the whole Wairapa, as we found today with the, the route that um, Bill Biber conceived. Uh, lots of good wineries over here for the for wine enthusiasts. Nice cafes. I mean, we just live in a wonderful country, really, and the Wairapa is among them in terms of the various provinces, and I guess it's good despite all the... Uh, Negativity around uh, COVID, it's great that we're all encouraged to stay at home and visit our own country. There's two types of small-town New Zealand.
0: There's small-town New Zealand where you walk into the local pub and everyone stops, turns around and looks at you and there's a big rip on the music and it stops and and everyone's just like, what are you doing here? But then there's small-town New Zealand like Martinborough where at seven o'clock in the morning you're walking into the local Foursquare and you're getting a good morning and people are saying
5: hello to you. you, People are waving as you ride your bike through town. Yeah Ray I agree. I think uh, Martinborough probably has somehow managed to maintain old world values um, and charm. I know that um, store you're talking about they've got everything there. The post shop I was there last evening actually uh, posting a license sticker to my son who's uh, has it addressed to me so yeah look it's all good it's all good lovely area hey highlights of the ride uh just a lovely balance of challenge all all the roads were interesting uh the gravel or shingle was quite deep in places and i guess that encourages many of us to hone our skills um there's a maxim that uh I don't know who originated this, but momentum is our friend. So these bikes, no matter what you ride, they don't respond well to tentative. You have to take charge and uh, uh, ride sensibly, but with a bit of uh, bit of force, bit of verve, I would say. I
0: found myself, and you may or may not agree with this statement, I found myself getting to the last 40 kilometres and being quite disappointed.
5: Okay, uh, not disappointed in the ride but disappointed that it was over. Oh, look, I understand. In fact, it seemed to go to... It was such a positive ride. um, Yeah, I guess one could have been back here between half past two and three. And I was conscious, you know, that... um... Uh, given that I'm staying off-site in Featherston at a great place, uh, didn't want to be drinking too much before dinner, or you know, indeed after dinner, just having the old beverage. Um, but no, look, it's been a great event. We've been lucky with the weather too. We have. I was just looking over at the
0: Rimutakas now and thinking we've how lucky we have been mm. that it looks very wet over there. And, and, and throughout the ride, there's been places where I've got I've got to a high point, yeah. and I've looked across and there's been patchy blue sky, and then in the distance there's been rain
5: and we haven't seen a spot of rain exactly no look uh, coming over the rumitakers yesterday did, did you come over them yourself you yes just... yes pea soup at the top that's right very damp uh low visibility um so yeah a number of folk of course chose to come down who've come from the north they came down through the hawk's bay didn't they and uh, straight here look uh, as far as i'm concerned i'm just grateful still to be doing these things and uh, Veg and his team, including, I've mentioned several times, Bill Biber and other faithful folk over here in the Wairapa have made this a great event. So, yeah, I'm a very happy camper. Stephen Oatley, thank you very much for your time. Thank you to
0: the uh, BMW Motorcycle Club of Aotearoa New Zealand for uh, allowing us to talk to your members and uh, for supporting the podcast and Kiwi Rider
5: and BMW Motorrad New Zealand and the GS Rally NZ. Cheers, Rider, It's my pleasure. Good to see you and your colleagues. Go well. Have a lovely evening. And there you have it. That is
0: uh, the GS Rally Twenty Twenty, done and dusted. And we've come back to the accommodation. I am Ray. I'm Matt. I'm Ben. No, I'm Doug. And um, we 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 had a good day, didn't we, gentlemen? Yeah, it was amazing roads. We're just sitting around with with with. What have we got? About sixty gig with a GoPro footage. Oh, you'd be the one to yeah. Know that's that. that's what's coming through. A um, couple of beers. A couple of beers. <laughs> and and shooting the shit and um it was an interesting uh, proposition putting the two small bore
3: bikes side by side yeah. and pinning them yeah it, it, it wasn't side by side it was head to head <laughs> okay head to head that's head what head. happened in the end head to head or t- uh,
2: nose to tail Nearly. sometimes B- times. <laughs> BMW
0: G310GS versus uh, Honda CRF
2: 250L Rally. Yeah, it was it was good fun, actually. Um, they already know I'm the small boy guy. I like having fun on small bikes, but it was taking me back to, what was it? It was the MT10 launch we did, and we had to ramble back all the way back to get our um, flights, and oh, we were the, on um, MTO3s. MTO3s, yeah. Yeah, and we just pinned them and we basically had a race <laughs> from middle of nowhere in the Gold Coast all picture. the way through, back through the Blue Mountains wasn't it yeah it was awesome fun and I was just having flashbacks to that today just you and I chasing each other on these little bikes um, Though we did come away with a few um, sort of pros and cons for each uh, we worked out what well, the tyres on my bike cut through the gravel and gave better traction where yours floated over and sent you everywhere. Yeah, I think mine were a little bit wide for the task. Some of the gravel we had was a bit squirrely. Yeah, well, I think everyone had issues with some of the gravel today. And Doug even had issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: thousands definitely heavy.
0: but um, So you actually found
3: it was easier to go faster?
6: Yeah, definitely easier to go faster. Momentum was my friend.
3: So you're riding uh, what bike, Doug? The Africa Twin 2016.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I was having envy of your bike on the ride down yesterday, just looking at your seat going, oh, that's a big wide seat. Oh.
6: Yeah, definitely
2: more comfortable in the 250 seat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Ben was telling me after when we got back to the uh, rugby club earlier that I don't really need to hang off my seat as much as I do going around corners, but I had to explain. It's not because it helps me go around corners, it's because it's a good opportunity to get my ass off my seat.
3: (laughs) And I have ridden your your actual bike. Oh yes. And yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand. The
0: seat on the G three ten is surprisingly comfortable. Um got even even got a bit warm. Had to stand up and let you know,
2: let ventilation thing happen. Yeah, I remember that from riding that bike last year. It's a really nice seat if you like touring. Not it's not so helpful when you're actually on the gravel because you're sort of Mm, you are sitting where you are sitting you can't move forward or back yeah and it's sort of oh oh, so it locks you in does it
0: it does you've got so the pillion is kind of a step up so in a similar way to the g310r you sit you almost sit in the bike as opposed to on the bike um okay so you know at the front you've got the the tank at the back you've got a step of the seat you can move back and sit on the back on the pillion seat but you know that's not
3: ideal on gravel Oh, something we did earlier on your bike, um, we rolled the bars forward a bit. Did, did that make it any better? Yeah, it did. So, yeah,
0: when I started the day, I was I, I couldn't stand up straight because my bars were too low and we rolled them forward. It, it definitely helped a lot. I still found that the tank was a little bit too wide to, to stand up comfortably for a long time. I think for somebody my height, which is a fraction under six foot, maybe some bar risers and fatter pegs,
4: yeah,
2: mm, yeah. The pegs are a big drawback on that bike. They're yeah, literally half the size of the ones on my rally. Um, but then again, you've got that extra. What was it? Ten horsepower? I think I said it was. And definitely noticed that on Did the uh, way out. Though, I
3: mean, because on the highway, yeah, on the you highway, were often. Neck and neck, accelerating out of a corner, and there didn't seem too much in it.
2: It was when you're oh, at the, highway speeds that definitely that ten horsepower oh, so came back. So when you're when you're pushing into more wind, yeah, at sixty k's or less, the
0: BMW had the edge, but it was only just an edge, and
3: I think not through much that more. sort
2: of sixty sixty to eighty, the Honda may have had a bit of a potentially go yeah, go because it's got more mid range. However, the bigger bigger cylinder
0: had more top end and I think when we say more top end though
2: we're talking it makes its power right up at um, near the red line that BMW it does it's really sort of yeah we're talking
0: three kilometres an hour at top speed though
2: yeah we did sort
0: of to win it to see how fast you it go. The, the problem with the BMW I found, it's not even a problem, but the, the, the quirk of that engine is it's got this kind of really narrow window of you know, 7,000 to about 10,000 RPM that is the sweet spot. That's where the power is. So you've got to work that gearbox frantically to stay within that power. And you want to keep your speed up going around corners. If you accidentally touch the brake, then you're working frantically to get back through the gears to get back up to speed. To
3: stay ahead of Matt. To to stay ahead of Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Hey, I didn't mind. So when you are so back to the uh the three ten GS. When you when you weren't um engaged in a, a fight to the death with uh, <laughs> with Matt, um and you were just riding uh normal riding, uh how is the motor? Because uh, it, it should, on paper, it should be a bit more grunty and a bit more, uh, have a bit more go than the Honda. Did did it feel? There's not an awful lot of torque low down. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm,
0: it's no secret I'm used to ride, riding a very talky bike. Mm. And so jumping off that onto the 310, I missed the torque. And I even stalled it at low revs a couple of times because it just wasn't, you know, you've got to rev it to get it, to get it moving. Um, that said get the revs up and it performs it's not a rocket ship but it's it's a safe machine that's i think as i said in the review of the g310r it's not going to rip your face off which is probably quite safe you have to be doing something seriously wrong to to have issues on that bike due to too much power yeah. Which is good. It's if you're if you're getting into adventure riding, it's a good place to start. Mm. Maybe you know you're a pillion and and you you, you want to have you want to have your own fun. It's it's a good yeah. bike to to get out on and and go and have a taste of what's out there. And if you're not keen on being the fastest and you want to ride your own ride, which you know everyone should be doing anyway it's um
2: there's nothing wrong with that bike mm. well as we were saying a lot of the ladies that were sort of clearly at the beginning of their riding careers for adventure riding a lot of them were on um, not well old g650 gs's or smaller japanese bikes uh, and yeah somehow they've managed to overlook the g310 yeah like what have we got in that in that market there's uh there's a in there yeah, Versys X300. Um, again, that's a very peaky, um, revvy bike. Uh, 390 Adventure. Yep. Uh, another single cylinder, but t- literally, nearly literally twice the power of my bike. Um, the G310G, yes. And is there anything else? Uh, v Strom <laughs> 250. I don't know if they actually bother trying to sell that anymore. It was a bit, had the same engine as the GW250 and Azuma, so it was a bit. Uh, lacking in power, a bit ho hum. Had very short stroke suspension, but amazingly, it came with a very good bash plate <laughs> from the factory. It was my memory of that, and it looked quite cool with its big cyclops headlight. It did look cool.
0: So the Kawasaki, the KTM, and the and the BMW are the three main players that most people
2: are looking at if they're in that market, right? Yeah, definitely the more tour like sp- touring side of the um, equation, adventurey, tory. Um, the Versys, you can't turn the ABS off at all unless you pull the fuse, um, which... Out of all our bikes with ABS, the, the, the
0: BMW has turn it off on the fly ability.
2: Yeah, so you don't have to stop. Like I had my ABS turned off at the rear the entire day today because I knew that we were going on and off gravel roads and I didn't want to be stopping turning my ABS on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Like, but when you turn the key off... It, you have to, you yeah, know, you it resets, which I found to catch me out a couple of times. Yeah, there are a couple of actual quite scary moments there where you'd forgotten that and you went and hit the brakes, and all I could hear in my helmet from the intercom was ABS, ABS, ABS. <laughs> stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop. stop, stop.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so that's something that um, we could maybe talk about is um, on the uh, BMW, you can turn it all off. Is that correct? Not sure if it's all off, it's definitely off at the rear. I'm not sure if it turns the front
2: off as well. I've read. If it doesn't turn it off, it alters
0: it somewhat. That's going to last. Yeah, uh, the front brake was non-existent on the deep gravel when ABS was on,
2: where I never freaked out when ABS was turned off. Yes, so maybe it is. I've heard, I've read different things saying it's either fully off or it's just the rear and I've recalibrated or something. I've never been able to, to, do been able to button down what actually it is. All I've just been able to say with certainty is it's the rear is definitely off. However, there's a button
0: on the left switch gear that you hold for three seconds, regardless of whether you're stationary or moving.
2: And the light comes up on the dash telling you that it is off. Oh, I think what? it turns it all off. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I locked up the front last year at last year's rally, but I
3: can't remember if it was just through stupidity or what. But, um, yeah. And when you turn the ABS off on yours, Matt, um, it turns off the rear. Does it recalibrate the front so it I, doesn't kick in so easily? Do I don't think it really cal- recalibrates it. No, I th- wait, I've... Never
2: really tried to activate the front ABS. Like you're trying quite hard if it does kick in. Um, I've or by getting the rear to pump back with the ABS um, to pulsate. It's real easy with it turned on. Mm. That's an uncanny feeling too when you are when you do have ABS on and you're stamping on that brake and it's pushing back against you. Yeah, it's almost. I'm trying to think of what um, a way to describe it. It's almost say you're um, standing on call it what three or four PVC pipes and someone's pushing one of those pipes back up against you um, it's yeah it's a weird feeling but yeah the rally I've had no issues with the front um, and yeah when I try to when I forget to
3: turn it off at the rear I definitely know about it so how about you Doug um, cause you've got the uh, big brother version of um, Matt's bike you've got that um, CRF 1000 uh, Af- uh, Africa Twin um, you were playing around with the ABS. Do you find there's any difference in the front when you turn it on and off, or?
6: No, the front seems to stay the same,
3: but it's but, not but it doesn't very kick in. Invasive. Mm. So have you um, have you felt the front kick in?
6: No, not not on the gravel, and barely felt it even on the tar seal. It stops fast. And um, I was playing around today. Uh, I can turn the rear ABS off um, if you're standing still mm. and hold the button, and you can't do it on the fly, which is annoying. Um, because every time you turn your bike off the ABS comes back um, the traction control button's easy you can do that constantly um, to change it but um, the ABS, even with the rear ABS on, on the gravel, it's not that bad um, I've ridden other bikes where it seems to interfere quite quickly and it doesn't seem to um, on the Africa Twin so it wasn't upsetting having it on or off so um, today was the first time I've actually turned the ABS off on
0: the gravel. So let's talk about the, 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 the mac daddy of adventure bikes that we've got here. The, uh, the BMW R100GS, or affectionately known as the, uh, the Red Baron. Um, what modifications have you done to that and what can you recommend? I'm joking. What can you recommend to somebody buying one of those bikes? Do it.
3: (laughs) Where would you find one of those bikes? Well, this is the thing. They don't come up for sale very often. Um, And...
2: uh, When they do, they're about, at minimum, eight grand. Yeah. Uh,
3: I think um, lots of them out there have had their forks changed from the um, non-cartridge... Um, right way up, or conventional way up forks. To um, a lot of people, put um, uh, upside down forks in them out of dirt bikes. Um, some I've seen today. One was out of a RM, uh, not an RM, um, a uh, R- yeah RMZ four hundred supermoto, um, and. And another with a set of KTM forks in them, um, but lots of it is to do with the front forks and the front brake. That they're pretty average uh, they're of their time. It, 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 absolutely.
2: Well, what the Baron's nineteen ninety one, so that makes it twenty nine years old, and that
3: was the end, just about the end of the production run. Yeah, I think it was what ninety three. The uh, eleven hundred came in. So something like that. So you wrote the episode, Matt.
2: I wrote the episode months ago, mate. Oh, that was <laughs> weeks and weeks ago. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Actually, I can't. It was a pie. So two pies. Two
3: pies. The, the Red Barons had up, updated forks and um, an updated front brake. Doug wrote it um, the other week. How were the upgrades, Doug? Um,
6: yeah, it's definitely got its own version of ABS. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anti-lock brakes as in
2: the brakes. You can't lock block them. <laughs> they don't lock.
6: Um, you definitely grab a whole handful and hope if you want to slow down. Whoa.
0: 18 months ago, we went on a road trip and you were riding a big BMW and it got named the Party Couch, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any uh, any names that spring to mind for the Red Baron? I mean, it looks a bit like a a, a Lazy Boy of some d- some oh, yeah, degree i'm not a lazy boy but
2: it looked really 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 comfy following you on the way down here yesterday
3: oh that near 600ks of uh touring yeah but that's only compared to your bike yeah which, which would. has got a proper dirt bike plank of a seat yeah um, there's definitely on my upgrade list now As
2: because um, i want to it's not the worst seat i've seen no, but it's not, it's not great yeah yeah, it could definitely do with an upgrade. That and my rear shock, but um, the Baron's seat, that isn't the original seat
3: on the Baron, is it? Yeah, the one that's on there at the moment is the original. Oh, I thought it had been re arm covered and whatnot. No, the the seat that was on there previously was like a mix of a core bin that had been re-trimmed by, by McDonald trimmers. Um, No, that's the standard seat, the one that's on there. Ah. it I, To be fair, like... The
2: Baron and all the R100s, they do look a bit hodgepodge, parts bin special the way that indicated that's exactly
3: what the, 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 the original second GS generation.
2: was. The original was a parts bin special. This was the second generation, the remix, and it still
3: looks e- exactly hodgepodge. remix, remix of everything <laughs> they had in the in, in the
2: factory. <laughs> oh, it's, it's quirky and I love it though, and I just love the rear gut on that bike. Like, just the way it you got hugs. a thing for bikes' bums, eh? I do, yeah. I like a nice bum. A hairy one? Uh, not so much a hairy one. <laughs> My hairy bum was giving me issues today.
0: Well, let's run through a couple of things. Uh, we, we were running uh, the CN 50R, the 50S, things very much, whites, power sports, and bits for bikes. Um,
2: did it work? Did it not? Bit of a mixed bag. We had issues. Well, I think part of our problem was unfamiliarity um, as well, just because when... First time we've ever connected them to anything. Uh, We did notice a difference between the audio quality using mesh and Bluetooth. Uh, Bluetooth definitely like leagues above mesh in terms of actual audio crisp quality. It's almost like speaking to each other as we are here sitting around on the couch uh, where the mesh was noticeably degraded. Um, the Bluetooth
0: range was pretty good. I think we had uh, a k or two line of sight, yeah. which for Bluetooth is pretty good. Yeah. Um. You go around. You go around a corner, when I was behind you, and I'd, I'd you'd cut out for a second if there was a big clump of dirt or a tree or something there. Yeah. But um, line of sight, and even half the time non-line of sight, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was decent. And, uh, and the battery life, we said that we didn't think they were going to
2: last too long at the start, but... They got we did to the s- end of the day. We literally got... Um, we were coming back into Martinborough when mine chirped in saying battery low. Yeah. Um, mine still hasn't said battery low. I've probably got 40% left. Yeah, mine's on the charger now. I didn't bother to check what it was. But and we did six to eight hours riding.
0: Oh, heck That yeah. was on Bluetooth as well. And Bluetooth apparently uses more power than um,
2: mesh. Oh, it was definitely like... It was a really good way to do it and like we had good yarns, we sang some wiggle songs, like It was good fun. There's a backstory there. um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that was a win. Senna 50R50, yes, definitely better than the previous model centers. Yeah, so I've got a 30K. It's the Harley-Davidson rebranded one, and it's frustrating to use for me because being the Harley-Davidson rebranded one, it doesn't speak with the app, and the app is the godsend of the new 50s because you just tap on on your phone, and it brings it up. If it's not showing on your phone, you go, oh, well... Because a quirk I've realized is um, it'll connect the center to your phone but it won't necessarily say it's connected via Bluetooth on your phone and the app needs to see that to actually use the controls um, but um, once you've got it showing up it tells you all the data how your battery life is so um, top tip is to if you're getting in a center get that get the app that goes with it yeah definitely. Uh, And use it a couple of times before you go on a big ride. Yeah, definitely. Um, Like we were mucking around today, really. Like we got found something that worked for us, and we used it. We weren't
3: experimenting too much. We just wanted to get on with the ride, and we found and we had some good yarns. Yeah, Yeah, last night you two were sat on the sofa with your helmets on. Yeah, you guys loved
2: that. You are the, all, the, the two
0: millennials in the room sitting there on their phones with their helmets on. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't hear half the jokes, but I'm sure they are funny. <laughs>
0: Speaking of helmet, my um, my LS2 Pioneer Evo, comfy as hell, all day comfortable. The previous model wasn't as comfortable as this one. I didn't really like wearing it all the time. This helmet I would comfortably wear
2: during summer, any day, all day. It looks real cool too. I'm sure it's got more ventilation than the um, old Pioneer. Uh, And it just looks cool. And it's actually, the fluoro on it is really noticeable. When we were coming back in towards Martinborough along that really, really horrifically dusty gravel road, I could see the fluoro on your helmet and your silhouette. Um, And I could see the fluoro before I actually could go, oh, I think that's you. Oh, I can see the fluoro. That that must be you. Mm. Um, And through a process of elimination by the bike that was passing you, we worked out it was you. Um, but it's definitely visible, and it's definitely worth it, the whole fluoro thing. I know people go, oh, no, fluoro, or we get safety Well, when you place. say fluoro, it's it's, it's black and grey
0: with fluoro streaks. Yeah. Uh, strex, yeah, that's a new word. I made it up <laughs> Patent that one. Um, also, I was running uh, former adventure boots. Comfy, all day comfy.
3: Would go and put them back on right now. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Um, we're all running relatively new riding gear, um, as in uh, pants and jackets. Um, Matt, what were you running and how did your suit go today?
2: Uh, so I was running the new Moto Dry Rally with an E. Uh, very appropriate for the GS Rally um, suit from Derby Accessories. Uh, their website's what, Um And, yeah, I was really pleased with it. Um, I had my waterproof lining in my jacket, which... Um, kept me dry we didn't actually get rained on today unfortunately well it kept me dry unfortunately the- I was quite happy that we did get rained on yeah um no but um when we got to the end of the day um that waterproof liner it works both ways so um Yeah, I was a bit damp from um, perspiration when um, I took my jacket off. When you say damp,
3: your t-shirt was (laughs) soaking wet. Hey, I was
2: working hard today keeping that little rally on the beans. Um, But no, I love the gear. Great amounts of ventilation. um, Real easy. Nice fit. um, Sits up high on my hips. um, And it zips together so um, the jacket can keep the pants from falling down, which is... um, always a plus so yeah really rate that for a I think it's a sub $600 suit or it's just around that $600 mark retail Um, and it looks cool well I think it looks cool and that's all that matters Um, and former adventure boots for me as well I've had mine about 18 months now Um, still going strong
3: We wee bit pongy but um, that's not the boots fault so yeah and uh, Ray, uh, what have you been running? I was running the Hivik
0: Titanium R jacket and pants um, from Eurobike Wholesale. Uh, and yeah, I, so I've been running that uh, commuting uh, all through winter, uh, has three layer, has the, uh, the thermal layer, the waterproof layer, and the outer shell in both the jacket and the pants. And that was, that was great through winter Uh, In the last week it started warming up through Wellington and so I took the thermo and waterproof layers out of the jacket and just ran the jacket and found it even more comfortable without them Mm. and a lot more ventilation goes through Uh, and so today ran the pants with you know the 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 waterproof layer and the, the shell layer and the jacket just with the outer layer nothing inside it. I took it all with me just in case we encountered rain but uh, great ventilation. Uh, even even felt a little bit cool in the chest
2: region from time to time. Yeah, there were a couple of times you thought, oh, we might, I might need to put my uh, thermal liner in, and um, never. But I never did. I never yeah. did because when we stopped, we were in nice warm
0: areas, and I warmed up again. And when I say I got cold, I was cool. I was probably you know just like five percent below the the mark of being really comfortable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Hivik Titanium R uh, jacket and pants was really good. And, um, and, and I, I really, I was stoked that I had that and not my old gear.
3: Mm, Ben, you've got some new gear actually. Yeah, um, I'm actually just trying to find the specs on it. Oh, so. we need to we need to pad a little bit. He's still as as to as find as the as information. As yeah. yeah, well,
2: Doug's inherited Ben's old uh, Triumph gear. Nicely um, worn in.
6: Boots are extremely comfortable.
2: Yeah. How how do you find the um, riding with um, some second-hand gear? Because uh, a lot um, of people might frown on that kind of thing.
6: No, I'm lucky that Ben and I are the same size and same build. Um so I've slipped straight into his gear, which has been a plus for me, um, and he got upgraded to some the newer model. Um, but really nice gear, actually. The it's dry. If you zip everything up, it keeps you dry in the rain. And as soon as it's hot, just start undoing zips, and the air flows through. So
2: I was very confused on the ride down yesterday because I'm used to Ben wearing that gear, and I'd see you in front and be like, Ben, no, that's yeah. Doug.
3: Yeah, right, so <laughs> right. yeah. I turned up on the
6: bike.
0: Uh, yeah. The only way you could tell it wasn't um, Ben was the helmet. Yep. I was going to say the bike. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I'm used to seeing Ben on different bikes, you know. Yeah,
3: true. Um, ben, hit us with your gear. So I've been wearing Triumph's um, Malvern jacket and pants, which isn't quite as an adventure suit as the suit that um, Doug's now wearing. It's kind of like a mix between... Um, it, it's a... It's a bonded Gore-Tex suit, so there's no linings to put in to keep you dry. It's just good old-fashioned Gore-Tex. It's waterproof and that's it. It's comfy, it's beautifully made and beautifully built. Um, It's so waterproof, it's ridiculous. It's definitely the best suit I've had for waterproofness. The attention to detail, the zips are all waterproof. There's a nice... Neck warmer that goes round and keeps all the draft out. Uh, so you can is that work the wear thing that buff. Doug zipped onto your yeah, uh, jacket yesterday? It, it, it zips onto the back of the jacket and then goes round and it um, really keeps the wind out from going in around your neck. The only thing I'd say is there's not a lot of ventilation. It's got a zip on the front and it's got a zip on the back, but there's nothing on the uh, on the pants for ventilation. Uh, but it's, it's got some big. Big pockets, which you could undo, which would give a little bit more ventilation, but it's not uh, actual ventilation. The issue I had today was because I had a, a hydration pack and a GoPro mount on my chest. They covered the inlet vent on the front of the jacket and the external outlet uh, vent, w- w- which uh, Ray undid at, w- at one point at, at a petrol station, I think, and that was kind of covered by the backpack. So I was pretty hot and sweaty um, in the suit today. Not quite as sweaty as me, though. No, I was definitely <laughs> not as sweaty as you. Um, but yeah, great, great, great soup so far.
0: Well, we've had a massive day. Um, let's just quickly go around and see if there's any uh, points of, of focus, anything that you uh, sticks in your mind that you, you remember or liked or didn't like or anything guys anything popping up
2: any that, funny stories that first 30 is like that going over um like it was before we even hit any gravel going over those hills and then going down those switchbacks and it just looked like Bavaria or something like literally looked like something pulled out of Europe mm-hmm. um that was roughly when um, it was very Stelvio right yeah it was mm, when Ben and Doug caught up with yes. us and we were cruising through that and we're just going, Oh, what? Um, hopefully we've got actually got some video of it so we yeah. can sort of show some people. Um, but no, it was, that was, for me, that was the thing that stuck with me, like, holy crap, this is New Zealand.
3: Like, we really do well, have everything, don't we? I think um, Bill Biber, who did, uh, who, who prepared this route, I think he really pulled it out of the bag. He's, mm. He produced, between um, Bill and Veggie, they really did come up with a great day's riding. Oh, heck yeah, and it wasn't too much, it wasn't too little, it was
2: just the right length. Like, at the end of it, we were sort of, yeah, just getting to that point where you're ready to sort of finish off, and you're like, yeah, cool, I'm ready for a beer and some food now.
6: I uh, Loved it, um, whole day. There's nothing really to complain about, except some of the gravel was a bit bit, um, marbly. A bit deep. And um, it was challenging, but we still made it through it. Um, Other than the loose gravel, there's some other bits of the gravel that were just beautiful. Even those big straights for a while, um, they were nice and clean and just fun.
0: It's surprising how a road can change so much. You and I, Ben, we did um, a couple of those roads uh, about 18 months ago, Mm -hmm. and they were, I,
3: I could fly down them but this time they were deep gravel. They'd been covered in fresh gravel, hadn't they? <laughs> uh, anything from you, Ben? No, nope, um, just a, a great day and thanks, guys, um, for a wonderful ride. Yeah, thanks for the company, it was, it
2: was a really good day. It
3: was, well, it, was, it was well. good. And while we're here, let's say thanks very much
0: to BMW Motorrad New Zealand. Uh, thanks very much to uh, Veggie and the, the team from Kiwi Rider for putting it all together. Uh, Thanks very much to Motormart, Wellington for coming over and doing the uh, demo rides. Thanks very much to
3: the caterers. I think we say thank you to Iona. Iona? For um, putting up with us. Keeping you on the straight and narrow uh, earlier on uh, at registration. Yes, yes. That was good. We we, we had some good yarns, good yarns. Did
2: anyone pick up the keys of the rugby club when we left? (laughs) (laughs) And on that note...
0: (laughs) I've been Ray. I've been Matt. I'm still Ben. I'm Doug. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.